back to the Biased Opinion Podcast. Uh, here after week one of the NFL season, got special guest on for the first time, Andrew Dolan. <laughs> Thanks on. for having me on, for sure. Thank I'm you. Dolan. I'm here with PJ, too. So, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Patriots, big win. Sunday night football against the Steelers. Huge. How you feeling about this win? i very confident going forward. I mean, this it was a good week one win. They beat the Steelers. I personally think the Steelers won't be bad this year. Others disagree that it's not their division this year. But, I mean, either way, uh, it was a good win. Every part of the team played good, really. Defense didn't let up a touchdown. What? Uh, Pat Mahomes, last person to score in that defense? Yeah, I think so. It's been a while. Yeah. Six points allowed in the last two games. So, defense is right back where they started. Van Noy wasn't playing because he had a kid, so... <laughs> Defense is going to add Van Noy. It's only making it even better. Yeah. Uh, Gilmore was shut down. He shut down Juju the whole game, basically. Yeah, he was nowhere to be found. Juju was uh, non-factor, which was good. Yeah. PJ, what did you think about this game? Uh, it looked like the Patriots were way more prepared to play than the Steelers were. Steelers' offense was a mess. Steelers' defense wasn't much better, especially that one touchdown. To like, the two safeties just let Philadelphia run right past. There was like a safety way back that they were going to cover him. It, it made no sense. I think you have to look and see, or at least put 19 0 on the table. I mean, that's the last thing the Patriots have to accomplish. They've already won so many Super Bowls, and Brady's obviously already the GOAT. Look at the first eight games. Nobody should beat them. I think it's the Patriots. Uh, take every game seriously. If they're committed to it, there's no reason why they can't finish 19 0, or at least, at least try. Uh, especially with the addition of Antonio Brown. I mean, Dorsett was looking like a legitimate – he could be a legit number two wideout, and he's going to be the path number four. Uh, well, not even the number – because James White's there. So he's going to be, like, at best the number five option on this offense. So Brady's got probably the best set of weapons he's ever had, arguably. Um, Sony Michelle is still there. Burkhead looked really good last night. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. The defense is the best it's been in a very long time. This team uh, – this team – has the legs to go 19 0, in my opinion. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to, like, call that anything. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. But, no, I, I also, like, Sunday, Monday morning, woke up, a ton of talk on Instagram and just all over ESPN, you know, 16 and 0, 16 and 0. Honestly, like, I, it's, I know it was just a week one win, but who are they going to lose to? You look at further down the season, uh, first week of December, they have Kansas City. That will obviously be, everyone, targets that game on the schedule but really other than that there's no i think the chiefs are might be the only competition really in the afc the yeah. afc is the pats to lose yeah and the, the, like you the, a lot of the teams that were supposed to be like the main competition like the browns looked awful last this week um yeah like they were supposed to be probably the second best team that the pats would go up against in the afc and um like like if you look in the afc the best team in the afc this week was probably like I don't even like the Ra- uh, the Ravens, but they play the Dolphins. So who even knows? Exactly. That so, what do you guys think about that matchup for next week, Miami? Uh, I think the Pats honestly could put up like seventy. I think Brady 70? could set records. <laughs> yeah, the spread is at minus nineteen for the Pats, which is ridiculous. I don't. I'm not comfortable in taking that. I would. I would put money by on nineteen, that. but but I think it will be a very comfortable win in Miami for a change. Last couple of years going in there has been tough, but not not worried about uh, next week at all. Yeah, that is, that is the Pats do usually struggle on the road in Miami for no reason at all, and it's just that's how it is. But um, 
I also think Sony's gonna have a big bounce back game. He was probably like the one player on the team where, like, if you mm-hmm. look at the box score, he's probably like, the one guy with the stats. Like, they they were pretty bad. Like, I think he had less than one yard of carry. So, um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking he's a huge bounce back game against the Dolphins. I'm a big Sony fan. I think he's wicked talented. I think he's great running back, and the old line's obviously probably the best run blocking unit in the entire league. So, mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, I think Sony's gonna put up big numbers against Miami. I wouldn't put money on them to beat the Dolphins by 20, but I do think it probably will happen. Um, I think, I don't know. I'm feeling a blowout. I was kind of surprised of how the Patriots used Rex Burkhead so much. I wasn't quite expecting that, but it, he didn't look bad. He looked good. I was impressed. Yeah, Burkhead did look good. PJ, what would you think? Uh, I think I'm going to go from the Steelers' point of view. I mean, they made no adjustments throughout the course of the game. And then also two plays stuck out to me, 20 20- – uh, 20 nothing Patriots lead, fourth and goal at the one, and the Steelers kick. And Tomlin said after the game that he wanted to get some positivity going by putting points up on the board. So I don't, I don't know. That was that was pretty dumb. And then there's six minutes left. Uh, the game's out of hand at this point, and everybody in the Steelers starts moving. Everybody in the field starts moving. The center hasn't even snapped the ball yet. It's false start. Everybody except the center. So I think those two plays kind of summed up the Steelers uh, in a nutshell, right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah, they just you could tell. Marius to the Jets. Marius to the Jets. All right. So the Jets pick up to Marius Thomas. I don't know how much he has left in the tank, but that opens up the roster spot for Antonio Brown. How are we feeling about Antonio Brown going forward? Confident? Big season coming for him? Yeah, for sure. And I'm actually kind of surprised they they opened up that uh, roster spot with the Marius instead of Gunner. I can't pronounce his last name, but but, uh, yeah, no, that's a little surprising. But you know what? I don't. I kind of like it. Demarius Thomas probably wasn't going to get too many reps, it looks like. And then come week eight, hopefully Nikhil Harry's ready to play. So I'm not too worried about the wide receiver position. Demarius Thomas could take him or leave him. But uh, for the Jets, he might work out well. Not too worried about it, though. Yeah, I I think um, a lot of people are comparing this Antonio Brown pickup to the Randy Moss one uh, way back. I I do think Antonio Brown is one of the best receivers in the league. Randy Moss is my favorite player ever, so I'm not going to compare it to Randy Moss. But I do think – and also with, like, Randy Moss was the clear number one guy. They did have Welker, but he was he was strictly slot. So, mm-hmm. whereas, I mean, the past of Josh Gordon. Um, so, I don't know if Antonio Brown will put up ridiculous numbers as he has in the past. But I do think Antonio Brown will have a big impact. I don't know how soon. It's probably going to take him a while to get integrated into the offense. But, I mean, he's so talented that I do think he'll have an impact early. And it's only going to – he's only going to improve as the season goes on in this offense. Mm-hmm. PJ, what do you think about AD? Uh, I mean, you couldn't have picked any better opponents to get adjusted to the offense than these opponents, Miami, New York, Buffalo, Washington, uh, Giants, New York again. So he's going to have six cupcake games to get adjusted to the offense. I just wonder if this was in the works the whole time. I mean, ever since he got to Oakland, he tried to force his way out from the day one. So I don't know if this was kind of rigged or if another Patriots tried to trade for him when he's on the Steelers and the Steelers wouldn't let him go. So. I don't know if it's a bad look for the Patriots to kind of pick up any random guy that's just got off the field issues and try and make him right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I look at it and, like, I, at the time it was a big shock, but 
now that we've had a like a day and a half to really like two days now to look at it, I'm not too shocked. Like the Pats have done this throughout like many years. You look at it like what you said with Randy Moss and a few other players that have had some character, quote unquote, character issues. But I think at the end of the day, they went out, they got when he's playing one of the best wide receivers in the league, if not the best wide receiver in the league, are adding them to an already loaded offense. I think that it is a great move for the Pats. It's exactly what the Pats wanted. They wanted him out of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh wasn't willing to give him to him, obviously. They paid him, what, $10 million right out of the gate. That's not too best wide receiver in the league when he's playing. We'll see. I think it'll be a good fit. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I think I think AB is going to be – especially, I mean, in this offense, if you look at, like – I don't understand how defenses are going to be able to stop this offense because you can't, you can't double Antonio Brown, you can't double Josh Gordon because if you double either of them, it leaves the other one man-to-man coverage with both of them feast, and it also leaves Edelman with a ton of open space underneath. And at the same time, you have to watch the run game because this team is probably the best run-blocking team in the whole league with – I mean, they have two talented running backs in James White – who is more of a pass catcher, but still, and obviously Sonny Michelle. Yeah, and good news with Marcus Cannon, too. Uh, they said it's a shoulder injury. Uh, not too serious. He will miss some time, but not as bad as it initially looked, which that's a good thing because he is an anchor on that offensive line. Yeah, I, I, I'm, just, I'm very confident with Patriots moving forward. This is, I mean, dominant win over one of the better franchises in the AFC. Um, as much as the Steelers do lack – the top-end talent they have in the past, they still have Mike Tom, they still have Ben Roethlisberger, they still have Juju and a ton of other good pieces, TJ Watt. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm very confident. This, I think this was a huge win. And like you guys, like you guys both said, I think 19-0 could be, could be, could happen. This is, this is, yeah, like you said, PJ, is probably the only thing they have left to prove, 19-0. So, we'll see. I'm not guaranteeing it or anything, but it could happen. Uh, anything else? Uh, what do you what do you got, Andrew? I don't know. I uh, just going away from the Patriots. Did you guys watch that game last night? The uh, the Monday Night Football Saints and Texans. I thought that was probably the best game of the week to watch as a fan, at least. Uh, it was it was good. But looking at it from the Patriots standpoint, it looks like Houston will be a could have the potential to be a real competitor in the AFC. Um, they play, They put up a really hard fight against a good New Orleans team. Uh, I think that's something to look forward, uh, look at, I guess, going forward in the future. Uh, I think after watching, I know, again, just week one, they came out really good, though. Uh, you kind of look at the AFC South, who else is in that division. They definitely are in the running to win that division. And then, who knows, the Patriots might see them in the playoffs. Either way, I think that... The Saints, the Saints took care of them barely, but they did get the win. I have no problem with the Patriots. Uh, but I did see that a uh, few people talking about that this morning. Well, Texans, perform- their performance last night, or should the Patriots be scared? Uh, not scared at all. That Looking at the AFC. Yeah. I, I, mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that the Texans have any – I don't think the Texans are going to challenge Patriots at all. Last five years, Patriots have beat him all five times. And I think J.J. Watt's probably the most overrated player in the league. Last night, he didn't make one single tackle the first time in his career. So, and he's never, ever touched Brady. So, I don't think the Texans will trouble the Patriots at all. Coaching mismatch, too. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, my biggest fear with the Texans is definitely Deshaun Watson. I think Watson's an elite franchise quarterback. He's clutch. He's, I think he's a total package at quarterback. He can move. He can do everything. Um, but at the same time, I think the Chiefs, they do, they do have a lot of weapons. They're definitely talented. And their running backs, Hyde and uh, Duke Johnson, both look good last night. Uh, both new running backs for that team. But um, they their O-line is just not very good. And I think that's just a weakness. I don't know if they're going to overcome it. I think Belichick will exploit it. And, yeah, I, the, the AFC is definitely lacking, like, top-tier elite opponents for the Pats outside of the Chiefs. And I guess the Chargers, too, but I don't know. I, I'm pretty confident in the Pats to win the AFC this year. I think the Chiefs have a lot of holes, too, especially in the secondary. Yeah, you look at the Chargers each year, it's like, oh, it's going to be their year. They're going to go out. They're going to challenge the Patriots. We have yet to see Philip Rivers beat Tom Brady. And last this past weekend – they almost uh, lost to – the Colts almost came back, obviously. They did, they held on to win. But against a team – they can't call any that when they're playing the Patriots. you got to be good for the whole entire game. And I'm not sure if the Chargers can do that. And especially where they're so banged up on defense, Derwin James, that was huge just all around. I, I think that it, they could have been a lot better. Um, this year, but with all their injuries to the defense, that will hurt them a lot, especially where they're in the division with the Chiefs. I don't think they can win that division. Um, I don't, they might be able to come close. They'll definitely secure a wild card spot, but to beat the Patriots at playoffs, they're going to have to go into Gillette. I'm not really too worried about them at all. Yeah, I mean, like, if you, judge, if you judge it off week one alone, like, the Titans and the Raiders are looking like two of the better AFC teams. So, yeah, I'm 19 and out. Should be in the cards. So, uh, anything else, or is that it? That's all I got. Cool. Right. Thank yeah. you for having me on, PJ. Appreciate it. You too, Seamus. Sure, you'll be on again later in the season to talk oh, about I'd love to. Football. I'd love to. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for coming on. All right, welcome back. It's just me and PJ here now. Uh, Going to just talk about the rest of the games that happened this week in the NFL, um, week one. So, uh, yeah, PJ, I don't know if you want to start with Thursday Night Football. Uh, how do you feel about that game? Packers-Bears, Packers win 10-3, pretty boring game. Yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty bad game. Obviously, it was the first game for, like, the 100th season because it's been the oldest rivalry, but it did not live up to the hype at all. Uh, I think the big point of this game was Mitchell Trubisky and how awful he played. He just he could not do anything. Their offense didn't play at all in the preseason, and it and it showed. The defense played pretty well, kept Rodgers to ten points, and Rodgers didn't really move the ball in the second half at all. It was just a game of three and outs. Bears had a chance to tie it late, but Trubisky threw an interception in the end zone. So I don't know, not very high on the Bears this year unless their offense can turn it around because their defense can only hold teams to ten points every so often. They're not going to do that every single game. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, although the pack the Packers D. Um, played very well. I think the Bears' offense was extremely disappointing. Uh, there were some bright spots from some of their skilled players, and their own line still looked pretty solid. Um, but I thought the coaching and the quarterbacking in this game was just abysmal. Uh, Nagy didn't didn't call a single run play, I don't think, in the entire fourth quarter. He called like two in the entire second half, even though it was a one-score game the whole time. Uh, he was putting, basically trying to make Trubisky – uh, win the game for him, and it didn't happen because Trubisky looked like Blake Bortles, maybe worse out there. And Trubisky, Trubisky would have had an even worse day if it wasn't for Allen Robinson. He was a beast actually for the for uh, the Bears. He was catching a lot of contested balls on the sideline. He looked really good. 
Um, but I, I don't know. Trubisky was awful. You have, I mean, there's no one else to blame really for this loss other than Trubisky and the coach. The defense played great. I thought the running backs weren't bad. Uh, they had Cohen playing slot the whole time. Uh, Montgomery didn't get a lot of touches, but when he did, he hit a hard fought first down at one point. He played solid. Davis didn't really do anything. I don't know why he got so many touches. I guess he's a trusty, trusting, uh, trustworthy vet, veteran. But um, I don't know. When, when you're throwing the ball 45 times and running the ball 15 times, when your team's strengths are running the ball and playing defense, it doesn't. Uh, that's just bad coaching to me. So, yeah, I think the Bears lost this game more than the Packers won it because the Packers' offense didn't look great either, mostly because they're playing the number one team in the league. Um, yeah, not much else to say about this game. Anything stand out to you on Sunday? Uh, yeah, before I get on to the Sunday games, I want to bring up what uh, Traymond Williams said, the Packers cornerback after the game. He said, quote-unquote, we wanted to make Mitch play quarterback. We knew they had a lot of weapons. We knew they were dangerous. We knew all those things. But we knew if we could make Mitch play quarterback that we'd have a chance. And then after this game, the Bears are now 1-6 in, in the seven games in which Mitch Trubisky has attempted at least 35 passes. So the Bears, they need to get out of the strategy and start running more because Mitch, they cannot put the game in Mitch's hands. Yeah, and the, the Bears drafted Trubisky. Uh, they traded up to take him, and they took him before Deshaun Watson and Mahomes in that first round. And that might go down as one of – like, that could be the reason this Bears team isn't a dynasty. They don't have to get one of those quarterbacks when they get stuck with Blake Bortles 2.0. That's got to be – that might go down as one of the worst picks in a long time when it's all said and done, in my opinion, just based on the talent that was there behind them. So, uh, moving on to Sunday? Yeah. Any games stand out to you? Uh, I'll start with the uh, Browns-Titans game. Browns, all hype going into the regular season. First drive, come out, score a touchdown, and then just went all downhill from there. Titans killed them. Final score, 43-13. to 13. Baker said after the game that everyone's going to write him off now, and he likes that, but I don't know. That's just not the way to start a season after all the hype and all the talk in the offseason, and I still think you have to look at their coaching. First-year head coach, coaching matters in the NFL, and to lose 43-13 to 13 in your first game, not a good look for your, for your head coach. Yeah, I'm, I'm still a big fan of the talent they have there, but, I mean – I kind of had a bad gut feeling about them just going into the season based on um, just all the hype surrounding them. And, I mean, there's still, like I said in the preview episode, I think there's a lot of holes in their roster still. They're not – I don't think – like, people are saying they're going to go to the AFC Championship against the Pats. I never thought they were that good to begin with. I still think they're talented, but they're not that good, I don't think. And, um, I don't know, their coach is very inexperienced and showing uh, – I think they, they did have some bright spots. I thought Landry played pretty well. Um Chubb, uh, even in a blowout, still ran the ball well, which you don't see often in blowouts. Teams just don't run the ball a lot. Uh, I love OBJ, but the watch thing, wearing the – I forget. Yeah, that was another bright spot. Yeah, that was uh, – I don't know why he needs to wear this watch. I don't know why he's making it a whole thing. Just another distraction that this team doesn't need right now when they got to focus on football, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. And their defense – their defense gets a lot of hype, but they're I mean, they're very young and it showed. Although Baker did throw three picks, that that can't help much. But uh, I don't know. I think this team just needs to stick to football, uh, put their heads down and start working before they start talking. They they talked way too much for a team that had like what seven wins last year. Um, yeah. 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 OBJ also tweeting after the game. You know, if it ain't one thing, it's another, and he's just got he's got to focus on playing. I agree. Just put your head down and work. I, mean, I think he's the most talented receiver in the league, but I don't know. He's got he, – uh, he's, he's trying to prove me wrong right now, it seems like. So, we'll see. Um, staying in the division, Ravens beat the Dolphins. 
59 to 10. Uh, Dolphins players demand the trades after the game, demanded being released because they just got to get off this sinking ship. Uh, clearly full tank mode. Don't know if we've seen a tank job this uh, drastic in a very long time in the NFL. Um, how you think the Ravens are legit, or you think this is just because they played the Dolphins? Uh, I think it's just because they played the Dolphins. We gotta we gotta see more. Lamar did have a good game, 17 of 20, 324 yards, five touchdowns. Obviously didn't have a performance like that last season. Marking him ran the ball well, but I think a lot of teams are gonna do this to the Dolphins this year and. Tanking in football, I think it's, it shows more maybe than in other sports if you just don't have the players over the field. So, I don't know. I think the, the Dolphins could be – this could be a, a similar theme for them this season. Blowout loss. Yeah, Dolphins looking like a 0-16 candidate after this week. Um, they, the Ravens did make me feel a little more confident about my pick for them to win the division, especially with the Steelers and the Browns looking so bad. Um, but I, I'm not making any uh, – I'm not 100% confident in them until I see them do it against a real team because the Dolphins, are, that team's a joke. Um, you watch uh, Bills-Jets game? Uh, I, did, I did not watch the Bills-Jets game. It, from the looks of it, it was a pretty pretty ugly football yes. game at the, at the beginning with the Bills offense just going absolutely nowhere. Jets went up 16-0, if I'm not mistaken. 16-0, 16-3, I kind of forget, but something like that, yeah. And then it, it went all south, and... Josh Allen leads leads the comeback and the Jets lose. It's just I don't I, know. This that was an ugly football. I want to. I I mentioned this because I want to talk about it. This game was like one of the two games that were on in the New England regional area, so I was forced to watch this game, um, and I was not happy about it um, because Sam Darnold I said it before. I'll say it again. I think he is an awful quarterback in the NFL. I think Adam Gase is a terrible head coach. And the Jets, reaffirming my pick as a bottom two team in the NFL, they are just – Adam Gase is – that guy, I don't, he, I don't know if he knows what he's doing. Le, Le'Veon Bell actually did look very good for them. The one bright spot at the end, CJ Mosley on defense, but he got hurt. But Sam Darnold, people are saying, oh, he did enough for his team to win. He got one touchdown on the Bills. Oh, whatever. He got outplayed by Josh Allen in the second half, even though Josh Allen was playing awful football. He's, I still think he did better than Sam Darnold in the second half. And Darnold – I don't know how everyone's missing this. With the game on the line on second and third down, uh, on like the Jets' final drive, which would have won them the game, he – Robbie Anderson was wide open on the sidelines, and he overthrows him by 10 yards, and the next play he proceeds to underthrow him by 10 yards. Just two – like, like just awful passes. Uh, yeah, Sam Donald living up to his uh, – my billing of him as the worst quarterback in the NFL. I, I just can't watch that guy anymore. He's just so, so bad. It looks like he has no idea what he's doing out there. He's kind of like Trubisky 2.0, in my opinion, but maybe worse. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Sam Donald jerseys around campus on Sunday. They probably hopefully should be out next weekend. But I don't know why the Bills keep giving carries to Frank Gore. 11 carries, 20 yards. I don't I don't know what they're expecting at this point. So that's it. With a long carry of nine yards. So make that 10 carries for 11 yards. That's just – I don't know why that guy's still – Frank Gore wears it on the defense. Frank Gore, uh, he, that guy's tough to bring down still, so maybe that's why. Where the, the defense down, free up some space for Josh Allen. He should be wearing down the defense like a contender. He should be ring chasing right now. You're right. I don't know why he's playing in Buffalo. He he should be he should be watching these games with the coach. He should be retired. He's he's made enough money. I don't know why he's definitely not worth it to go play in Buffalo, but whatever. Uh, any anyone else stand out to you? Any other games? Uh, one game that caught my eye was the Redskins Eagles game. Redskins started off 17-0. Case Keenan was on fire. Finished with 380 yards, three touchdowns. 
Then Carson Wentz came back in the second half, 313 yards and three touchdowns. Also, love the call by Doug Peterson. They're up 27 to 20 with uh, like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. He went for two to make it a nine point game. That pretty much finished the game. They kick an extra point, up eight. Redskins can still tie it. So, Doug Pearson, aggressive coach, it worked out. I think for the Redskins, their rushing attack was non existent. Running backs total 13 carries for 28 yards on the road. When you have a 17 point lead, that's just not going to be good enough to keep it. So, Eagles, good win for them. Can't be losing at home against the Redskins and expect to win uh, the NFC East. Yeah, uh, sloppy game by the Eagles. Their, their weakness is definitely their secondary, and the Redskins exploited that. Um, surprisingly, solid performance from the Redskins is where a lot of people think that they're probably going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this, this year. Uh, they played pretty well against one of the better teams in the league. And I think Case Keenum kind of reaffirmed the uh, fact, to me at least, in my mind, that the um, Vikings made the wrong choice at quarterback when they decided to pay Kirk Cousins $28 million and let Keenum walk. I know Keenum had a bad year in Denver last year, but he was also playing for an awful head coach and no talent around him. And, I, I mean, he's a, he can attack downfield pretty well. He's accurate. He's a smart smart quarterback, it seems like. And in, in Washington, he doesn't have many weapons, but he looked good last game. And that was against one of the better teams. He's facing a lot of pressure. So, yeah, I don't know. I um, That's kind of a transition into the Vikings-Falcons game, but good game for Keenum. And uh, I don't know if you watch Vikings-Falcons, but the Vikings – Realizing, probably realizing this year that their $28 million quarterback is not very good. Uh, ran the ball like 50 times and threw the ball for under 100 yards, I believe, in this game, maybe. Uh, but they beat the Falcons 28-12. to 12. It's a good one for the Vikings. Dalvin Cook looked really good. Their backer running backs looked really good. Uh, and the Falcons just – the Falcons do not look very good. What do you have to say about this game? Uh, yeah, Vikings, I mean, Kirk Cousins only attempted 10 passes, and that's – all they really needed to win. Falcons uh, looking ahead to week two. Eagles at home Sunday night football, so that'll be a good chance for them to rebound in front of their fans. So, I don't know. We'll see. I feel like the Falcons always start the season kind of slow, so I'm not too worried about the Falcons after one game. Minnesota will be a, they'll be a tough team to beat this year for a lot of teams. Yeah, Matt Ryan, uh, I remember last year week one, everyone was saying his career was over, and then he ended up throwing for like over 4,000 yards and a ton of touchdowns. So, I'm not too worried about the Falcons, but they're uh, – yeah, they, they did not look very good against uh, the Vikings this week. Maybe the Vikings are back. They were one of the more hyped teams last year, and now everyone's kind of sleeping on them. So we'll see. Um, any other games you want to talk about that happened on Sunday? Uh, yeah, I'll go to the uh, the Lions-Cardinals game. I, I had a close eye on this one as it, as it came down to the second half. Lions start out really fast. They went up, I think, uh, 24-9. The Cardinals had three field goals at the beginning of the game. Uh, what's it called? That was big for them. The card. It seemed like it kind of ended the game. The Cardinals really twenty seventeen to three thirty four yard field goal. That was in the fourth quarter to make it twenty four to nine. So it looked like the Lions had it under control. Then Kyler Murray finally woke up and they came storming back. But I don't know if there was one play like three minutes left in the game or two and a half minutes left in the game. It's third and five. Twenty four to sixteen. That midfield, and they run this great play action play and they dump it off to the running back or the tight end or I don't know the fullback goes for 20 yards they call it back because the Lions called the timeout before the play started so that was just a I think the offensive coordinator called it so that's a big choke by him they drew up the exact play had, then the play went off uh, before the timeout was announced it really had it's not like the Cardinals players stopped playing so they would have had an easy first down the game would have been over and in the end they had to punt Kyler Murray came storming back made a bunch of great passes and converted the two point conversion then in overtime, I think the Lions were lucky to 
not lose the game. Kyler Murray got hit, like, at the nine-yard line. Late hit, out of bounds. They didn't call the flag. So, it was, like, second to goal from the eight. And the Lions were able to hold him to a field goal and then score one of their own. So, Lions had this game wrapped up. Then choked it by calling a timeout before the game clinching first down. And then almost lost it again by hitting Kyler Murray out of bounds, which was not called in overtime. So, I think good second half by the Cardinals and the Lions. They got to learn how to finish out games to, to win in the NFL. Uh. I think it was pretty surprisingly promising debut for Cliff Kingsbury's offense. They struggled in the first half, but they did look a lot better at the, uh, towards the end of the game. Um, I mean, they run four wide receivers like every single play. Don't see that too often in the NFL. So, it's, I mean, it's fun. It's entertaining to watch. It's definitely different. Um, I, I think the Lions are going to be really bad this year. This kind of reaffirms it because I mean, the Cardinals rookie quarterback Brand new head coach who's never even coached a head coach of a power five college football team, never mind an NFL game. And uh, they, I don't know, they don't look, they did not look very good. The Lions said they wanted to establish the run this year. They hired a new offensive coordinator, said they're going to be ground and pound, one of the best running teams in the league. And their run game looked abysmal against a not very good Cardinals defense. So I don't know. Can't be too promising if you're a Lions fan watching this one, especially because they blew that big, uh, they blew the lead. Um, yeah, I don't have much else to say about this. I just think the Lions look pretty awful. Yeah, the Lions have never had a run game for as long as I can remember. And then also they did have a good debut from their first-round pick, TJ Hawkinson. Six catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. So, actually, I think Stafford played well throughout the game, and he was very disappointed after the timeout call at the end of the game that screwed them over a victory. He came to the sideline and was not very happy. In the end, he had 385 yards, three touchdowns. So, good good game from Stafford. Yeah, he looked he, – yeah, he did look good. The passing game, Amendola had a pretty good goal, though. He did, he did choke it at the end, not getting out of bounds on that uh, one catch he had near the end. Um, any other games you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, Giants, Giants, Cowboys. I watched most of this game. Started off well for the Giants. They forced the Cowboys to punt. Saquon had like a big rush, the first rush of the game. When they finished it off with a touchdown, you think maybe the Giants will be able to do something here. And then I can't remember the last time the Cowboys punted. I mean, I turned the game off after like third, fourth quarter. So maybe they punted in one of those quarters, but they didn't punt the rest of the first half as far as I can remember. Dak, 400 yards, four touchdowns. The receivers, I could have played receiver against the Giants. I would have been wide open. Average yards per catch. Michael Gallup had 22 average yards per catch. Amari Cooper, 17 average yards per catch. Randall Cobb, 17 yards per catch, average yards per catch. Their tight end, Blake Jarwin, 13 yards average yards per catch. I mean, they were, these guys were running wide open. Zeke, I think one of the only games the Cowboys have won where Zeke has had this type of game. I don't know the exact stat, but he only had 13 carries for 53 yards and a touchdown. So it's not like he was the difference between the two teams. The Giants' defense was just terrible. I don't think Eli was even that bad. And, yeah, the Giants are not going to win very many games letting receivers run wide open in the secondary. Just not not a good look. Yeah. Um, Janoris Jenkins, actually, I saw he matched up against Amari Cooper – um, for part of the game, although Cooper was kind of avoiding him most of the game. And when Shonoris Jenkins matched against Cooper, I believe he had like four targets for one catch maybe for like only a couple yards. So Jenkins actually played pretty well in the Giants secondary, but the rest of that secondary is abysmal. They're, they have nobody at linebacker. Their D-line is pretty bad. The Giants are just not a very good football team. Uh, Saquon looked good from what I saw. He had that one long uh, run, I think. Um, but I, I don't know. I didn't get to catch much of this game, but – Heard Dak play very well. Cowboys, uh, I'm, I'm still feeling good about them as my pick to go against the Pats in the Super Bowl, but 
we'll see. That's a pretty easy week one matchup, even though it's a division rival. And yeah, their defense wasn't that great, um, but their offense looked really good. And we have to mention the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, definitely had the Cowboys more aggressive in the passing game. So even though it was bad defense by the Giants, the new offensive coordinator definitely made a difference. And we haven't seen the Cowboys offense look this good in a, in a long yeah, time. Yeah, that's promising. And uh, yeah, always good. Good sign. Good sign. I'm confident in the Cowboys. Um, you see any of uh, Colts, Chargers, Bengals, Seahawks, or 49ers, Buccaneers? Uh, I did not see any 49ers, Buccaneers. I don't need to talk about Jameis Winston throwing three picks. I don't. I don't know why he's still in the league. And if I'm a Buccaneers fan, I would not. I wouldn't even watch the games anymore. To watch him play quarterback. I did see the Bengals are up for a long time against the Seahawks. Seahawks usually though they start slow at home, but they got the job done, helping a lot of people in their elimination pools. Uh, and then um, the Chargers had a big lead, and Adam Vinatieri looks like cost the Colts the game, which is sad for a. Uh, for an old veteran kicker like him, I think he missed a couple of field goals and a couple of extra points. He cost them like a bunch of points. And the char- I think the Colts would be better. Jacoby Brissett, they're not as bad uh, with him than most people think. Yeah, Brissett looks solid. Um, that's the only game I really saw any of. I didn't. I I, didn't, I turned the Buccaneers 49ers game on for a second, and it was I, I couldn't watch that. That was just bad football. Uh, I heard the Bengals. The Bengals I saw threw the ball like 52 times or something crazy like that. Watch. Under Marvin 51. Lewis, 51 times. You don't see that from uh, Marvin Lewis offense. So the new head coach, Zach Taylor, uh, Sean McVay disciple, I guess you could say. He uh, looking to throw early and often. Um, I guess that's that's the modern NFL. It, they didn't get the win, but it's promising, I guess, for the Bengals. They finally have a new offensive philosophy. Uh, Joe Mixon, one of my least favorite players in the league, had a bad game and got hurt. Um, but the passing game looked good, so I'm hoping the Bengals keep passing the ball because I don't like when Joe Mixon does good. I just don't like that guy. But uh, yeah, and then Colts Chargers. I didn't like I said. I didn't get to see. I didn't really get to see any of these three games. But um, uh, when I when I did watch Colts Chargers, percent did look good. Um, yeah. Oh, also Chargers. Eckler had a huge game, uh, proving even more that Melvin Gordon is not needed on that team, and he he's not going to get paid. I don't think. Uh, yeah, they they definitely don't need Melvin Gordon. Um, and then also, if you look at the uh, Rams Panthers game, I think the outcome was expected. Uh, Rams winning by a field goal. I think that's what they were favored by. So they were favored by either two or three and a half. So it was really close to the line. I don't think Cam Newton's very good. I don't think the Carolina offense is very good compared to the rest of the NFL. I mean, their best their best offensive play is check down to Christian McCaffrey or run up the middle to Christian McCaffrey. And I know McCaffrey's a great player, but you have to do more than just feed Christian McCaffrey 29 times a game. I mean, that's not a sustainable strategy for a whole season or even the next five years. I know he's a young running back, but Cam Newton cannot throw the ball down the field. He's got no receivers to throw it down the field. And if you're just doing check downs to Christian McCaffrey, you're trying to get back into every single game. That's just not going to work. Yeah. Um, I did see one play the Panthers ran. It was like a McCaffrey wildcat play, and that, that play was successful. I think that resulted in a touchdown, but – Panthers' offense kind of revolves around McCaffrey, and I do think McCaffrey's a great player, but he can't carry that that offense on his shoulders. Cam Newton did not look very good, which is disappointing because I thought this was going to be a big year for him, fully healthy. But he could bounce back. It's only week one. There's plenty of time. Um, on the Rams side of the ball, big storyline was Todd Gurley. He got the same workload as his backup, Malcolm Brown. And all offseason they were saying, oh, there's nothing to worry about. His knee's fine. He was saying that. The coaches were saying that. And then – they don't give him. They don't give him red zone touches. 
he's running out of bounds before he gets hit. He's not not lower on the shoulder, not trying to take hits. Um, I don't know. Did it, he did have good numbers at the end of the day, but it didn't look like the same Todd Gurley to me. I thought Malcolm Brown actually – he Malcolm Brown looked like he was running harder than Todd Gurley. He looked like he – I don't know. Uh, it was – I think it's a concerning game for Todd Gurley's future outlook as a player. He's only 26, I believe. And I don't know. You, you hope guys like that don't – careers don't end early. Uh, their primes don't end early. But this is concerning, especially because his knees are arthritic and this is the best it's going to be. Um, like it's only his knee will never like get any more healthy than it is right now. It's only going to get worse. So that's concerning, but, uh, yeah, good, good one for the Rams, I guess. Yeah. And I don't know how we haven't mentioned, uh, moving on to Monday night, maybe unless I missed something better, the best game of the uh, NFL season so far, Texans at the saints, just a back and forth second half. I feel for Deshaun Watson leading the comeback with like two minutes left or, he had the ball with, like, what, two minutes left, and they scored in, like, two plays, one pass at DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. and then the final touchdown. Then, uh, Booger McFarlane throughout the whole commentary kept saying that if the whole key to the game was the Texans keeping Deshaun Watson up, he said that literally every single play, can they block the Saints, and will Watson get sacked? And he got sacked six times, and even though it was ignoring, uh, what's it called, annoying commentary by Booger every single play, will, will they keep him up right? It was probably the key to the game, and they would have scored a lot more points if Deshaun Watson wasn't sacked six times. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that O line is still bad. Tunsil, Tunsil got turnstile near the end of the game. Um, he got like he was like the big pickup for that O line or whatever. He still didn't look great. And then I mean, the O line is five guys, and when only one of them is a legit player, uh, you're gonna have problems. So I don't know. Texans needed to do more to address that O line this offseason. They didn't. That's on Bill O'Brien. So I don't know. And Watson, Watson's already banged up. And I believe he got hurt in that game. He's I, he tweaked something. I don't know, but. He did look very good when he was upright, and that touchdown pass to Kenny Stills at the end of the game was money. He had a couple good throws to Hopkins, even though Hopkins early in the game had three drops, which was surprising considering he had none all of last year. Um, and then Will Fuller made that amazing catch at the beginning of the game. He mossed that guy. That was unreal. That was – I love Will Fuller. I know we both love Will Fuller. ND alum. He was a beast in ND, and uh, I think he's an underrated player in the NFL. He's – one of the best, better deep threats in the league, in my opinion. That was a that was a sick catch. But uh, and then I think we have to look at the end of the game where the Texans were up one point with like forty seconds left, and the Saints had one timeout. And the last play, the Saints like six seconds left, and no Texan is guarding the forty yard line where the Saints are obviously going to throw it. And it's this bad defensive corner. You got like five guys like at the twenty five yard line. It was just it was terrible defense. I don't understand. That was bad. I don't understand how you let the Saints go down the field that easily after Deshaun Watson. Basically wins the game. I really, yeah, I don't understand what they were doing. I don't know why they were guarding, like, I don't know why they thought that Drew Brees still has the arm to throw a 60-yard, 70-yard bomb to the end zone at this, like, Drew Brees can barely reach the sideline, so I don't know why they think he can sling it 70 yards all of a sudden anymore, but, yeah, that's bad coaching. I don't know why they're playing so off the receivers. I don't know why you got, I don't know why they're just allowing them to literally, they literally gave him the perfect amount of cushion to get lots in range. And that was a money kick for the game. That was that was clutch. And uh, actually, Fairbairn or whatever missed the extra point to tie the game originally, or to win. I forget what it was. To I think it was to tie the, to win the game. That extra point was to win the game. Yeah, there it was twenty seven twenty seven at the time, and he made it twenty eight twenty seven. Yeah, and he he originally missed that extra point completely. His foot got hit, and then he completely sold it. His arms and legs were flying around. Gets the rough in the kicker call, which I mean. 
I guess technically it was rough in the kicker call, but I think it was a stupid call. It was way after he kicked it, and he barely got hit in the foot, and then he threw his arms up like Neymar. So I think it's football gods, karma, Saints win. I, I was glad the Saints won after that rough in the kicker call because I was annoyed that that guy was flopping, in the, uh, flopping after the extra point, but whatever. Um, I do think Deshaun Watson yeah. deserved to win that game, though. He played unreal. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying the Saints win uh, overshadowed uh, another officiating flip against the Saints. If they would have lost that game, the talk all would have been about the officials. You're 50% Watson, 50% the officials, probably, just like against the Rams in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, yeah, Watson, Watson, is, Watson has shown that he's a clutch franchise number one quarterback, and, yeah, he just proves it again last night. That was good stuff. And uh, Monday Night Football? Uh, it's doubleheader, Broncos Raiders. Anything to say about this game? Uh, I didn't see a whole lot of it, but good win for the Raiders. Looked like they played some solid football. Obviously, losing Antonio Brown, Derek Carr didn't really seem to be that affected by it. 22 26, 250 yards and a touchdown. And Josh Jacobs, the rookie running back, he got fed 23 times, two running touchdowns, over 100 scrimmage yards. First rookie NFL running back to get over 100 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns in his debut since Ladanian Tomlinson. So I think I think the Raiders look good under Gruden. Broncos they didn't really seem to have the ball on offense. So obviously this game was at ten o'clock on a Monday night. Two of the probably not it's not gonna be a great game. Nobody's nobody's gonna really be watching it that much, especially on the East Coast. So I think uh, I think the Raiders Raiders under Gruden will be better than most people think. Yeah, the Raiders did look really good. Um, completely new look offense. All the weapons are new. Uh, Waller, the tight end, looked great. Big fan of his. Uh, Jacobs, this to me sound absurd because, it's, I mean, you look at the stats, it looks like he played unreal, but I think it, like, I think it was just bad defense by the Broncos. There were just, there was just massive holes and the like, great blocking by the O-line, but there's massive holes in the defense that Jacobs just running through. I think Doug Martin would have put up the same numbers in that if the Raiders started him. Um, although good for Jacobs putting up those stats. He's a pretty good story. He was homeless growing up and then three-star recruit under, under Hyatt. And now he's going off in his rookie debut. So good for him. Um, Tyrell Williams looked really good, so uh, there'll be a lot of talk about all the Raiders don't need ID. They got Tyrell, this guy who hasn't had a great season really in like five years when he was good for the Chargers way back when. Uh, all of a sudden, balling as a number one wideout for the Raiders. And I, I think it's kind of disappointing for the Broncos. They just hired the Bears' old defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio. I thought this defense was going to be pretty nasty. Um, they have Vaughn Miller, obviously, superstar. Uh, Bradley Chubb, who um, – it's like he's young, promising player. Looked really good last year. I thought he was gonna take a huge step this year. I thought they were gonna have one of the best pass rushing duos in the league, and they didn't really do much. Um, Derek Carr was shredding the defense. Josh Jacobs was shredding the defense. They couldn't stop the run. Couldn't get to the quarterback. The secondary, led by Chris Harris Jr., didn't really do anything. And then the offense was. I mean, Philip Lindsay was one of the more electric playmakers in the NFL last year, and they made he looked. He didn't really do anything. Uh, Royce Freeman running into eight-man fronts up the middle again. I don't know. There's just a more bad play calling by the Broncos on offense, uh, even though they have a new coaching staff. It's the same old stuff. So, uh, yeah, and Joe Flacco didn't – Joe Flacco did throw a couple nice deep balls, but um, I don't know. I was disappointed in the Broncos. I thought this defense was going to take a big step. I thought they were going to dominate the Raiders tonight. And uh, surprising, but uh, the Raiders are looking good. Yeah, they have the uh, the Chiefs at home next week, so we'll see uh, how that goes against a better test. Yeah, um, I think the Chiefs will win by a lot. Although without Tyree Kill, I saw the uh, the Chiefs' offense without Tyree Kill once he went out with that injury that he had. Uh, 
the offense didn't really do much. They're kind of stagnant. And uh, Mahomes going for no-look passes on the goal line to his wide-open tight end instead of just throwing it to him and then missing him, like, 10 yards over his head. I don't know. Mahomes got to clean it up. Mahomes is uh, Mahomes getting a little too flashy. He's make the easy pass. Sometimes you don't have to make no-look, crazy, ridiculous passes. He, as amazing a player he is, clean it up. So uh, maybe the Raiders can pull out an upset. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think another storyline that quickly in that Chiefs-Jags game was uh, the injury to Nick Foles out for a little bit of time now. I think it's I don't know, two months or something around there. To a backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew, and they trained for Pittsburgh quarterback Josh Dobbs. So a lot of people are hyping up the Jags this year, but with a backup quarterback, I think uh, they'll be pretty limited on, on offense. Yeah, I agree. Gard- Minshew actually looked pretty good when he you know, was uh... – Minshew looked pretty good when he replaced Foles, but I, I don't know. I think it's kind of a fluke. I don't know. I don't really trust Gardner Minshew that much, although uh, he was pretty good at Washington State. And uh, Saban, I guess he's like a football – this guy Minshew is a football genius. Saban wanted him to be a – to um, like be a grad assistant for Alabama or something like that. So, I don't know. If Saban thinks this guy's a good football mind, he must be a really smart quarterback. But um, I don't know. I don't know how much I lo- trust Minshew for the rest of the season. So, uh, yeah, I, don't, I still don't love the Jags. And their defense, it doesn't, it's not the same as it once was two years ago. So, I don't know. Don't love the Jags, especially with Foles out. And uh, anything else? Is that it? No, I think, that, I think that's it for week one. All right. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's all we got for today. So, uh, remember, check us out on Twitter at biased underscore underscore opinion. We'll tweet every time we have a new episode. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening.